Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. We'll finish up that Golf USA commercial. They're 67th in Indiana Avenue. They have all the big names, and they got a repair shop. they got all the accessories. Anything you want golf, go there. They can help you, and you'd love oh. working with these guys, Mike and Chad. And let me tell you this. You guys, if you're having a little trouble putting, go in and get a little bit bigger grip or a big, bigger grip, and they they can regrip it, I mean, in Quick. five minutes, less than five minutes. You go in there. Does that change, really help, change. that bigger grip? I think it does. I think uh, it does. Most people have gone to it. Yeah, they really have. It so takes it the wrist. I take it. some the the wrist out because it's it's more of a. Oh, I'm making some of this up. No, that's but, probably true. But I can uh, see how that would be true. Well, there's a reason people are going to it, and I've still got. <clears throat> I need to do that. All right, Senior Benefit Solutions of West Texas. This is Laurie Kasler. This is Tanya Blackburn, and they are pros at this. They, you know, you got to be because it's you. You got to study. You got to mm. learn because it's, it's ever Medicare. changing. It's ever-changing because the they, government deals with it. Yeah, and they stay on top of it, and they know what – here's the deal. They can get you in the best coverage for the least amount of money and protect you and make sure that make sure that your health is protected and your medical well-being, and that's what they do. It's Senior Benefits Solutions of West Texas. All, All right. right. All right. Uh, our next guest has got, got a busy morning ahead of him. And, Wes, I'm amazed every time you say yes to this, uh, being on – because we appreciate having you on, and we're hoping that we get to fill that thing up today. And and uh, tell us how we started off. Well, we had a good day, guys. Uh, I, was, I was really, really proud of our, our guys and our girls. Uh, we qualified really well. Uh, we did have a couple of finals. Uh, you know, the, the weight throw for the men, which we uh, – Jacob Meckler got second. But oh, wow. qualified for nationals, too, in that race or in that event. And then uh, – uh, and then we got a fifth place with, with Connor Wood there. And then our 5K freshman boy from Kenya won the 5K, which was uh, a little bit of a surprise because we had never run him in the 5K yet. And we just got here in January. We didn't know him very well. So just that was a big, big boost. Hey, what, hey, what, uh, what is his name, Coach? I can't. Real, real quickly, it? how many Kenyans are named Ernest? Uh, not many. Yeah, Ernie, y'all call him Ernie? <laughs> we, we just call him Ernie. <laughs> say his last name how do you say that i, I don't get me to line so uh <laughs> chariot or chariot yeah that's what i call him ernest chariot okay that's close enough <laughs> we don't well, really like, know him that like good it's like ludwig we called ludwig a bear for a bear four three or four years and it's it's O-Bear. oh yeah greg told me everybody just doesn't know how to say his name <laughs> nobody can say it but, hey, this is nice if you'd let a kid just show up and run. That was nice. <laughs> What's your name, son? Why don't you run this race? Well, we knew he was a real good uh, 3,000 meters, but we hadn't run him up to 5,000 meters. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're at altitude, and you just don't know with a freshman, and, and they've never run indoors in Kenya. So, uh, but, but just a, a great run for him and really proud. Oh, real, real quickly, before we, before we leave Ernest, how many laps is that, and who's counting these things? That's got to be a lot of laps. I think it was 24. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, on a 200-meter track, and 
uh, you know, when we have an automatic counter, but we've got a bunch of, we got great officials here. We have about 60 to 70 officials wow. that are here counting laps. Each person gets uh, an official to count their laps. And so we, we do it right. Hey, I've told you this before. I used to help a corky out there, and you'd get there, and they'd hand you a stopwatch, and you'd get down there, and it's like the 60 goes, okay, you've got number one, you got number two. And if you got number like five or six, that's hard to do because you got to count. Yeah. you got to time <laughs> yeah. the, the – the, And they're all together in the 60. A lot of times the, the guy that finished sixth had a faster time than the guy that finished fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty bad when they bring the guy and say, okay, who got fourth? And then four of you are raising your hand, you know. Uh, but, no, for the shorts – well, you've got cameras here for everything. Yeah. But just to help them out. And yeah, this technology is incredible. They They just don't make a mistake. Yeah. No, that's right. Without a doubt. Well, this is fun. Coaching, you're the defending champion, the Big 12 champion indoors in the men, and uh, good chance uh, to repeat, I guess. Yeah, if we're in good shape. If we, we qualified really good, and we've got some really good events too, the high jump and the triple jump, we're pretty good in those events on, on the men's side. And then we've got to take care. You know, we, we got six of the eight lanes in that's, the 60 meters that's, that's like unbelievable well, how many did we have last year five we had five but we got six this year that's so, phenomenal that's, and then we've got four hurdlers uh dingle the linebacker being one of them which was just a thrill for me to to have him make the final again this year and uh but we've got to take care of business today and uh is yeah, dingle a hurdler or the 60 meter guy the 60-meter hurdles is Mikael Dingle, oh, uh, our both. linebacker. And he's a track yeah. guy. I, know I mean, it. he's a football player. And he's fast. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was awful fun just to have him out and to you know to, to help us to make a final, and he's going to score today. So well, he seems like he's yesterday. got just a, a wonderful personality, too. Yes, he is a competitor like I've never seen. I, I, I tell uh, Joey he's a bull in a china closet, man. He's going to. He's gonna break every hurdle, or he's gonna he's gonna kill himself. <laughs> he's going it. through them. <laughs> I'm gonna win. Yes, he is. He's a competitor, and I, that's what I told Joey after the race. This kid knows how to compete, and that's uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. All right, so let's talk about uh, the women. And uh, yes, the women. We're gonna score, I think, over a hundred points today. Oh, we're, wow. we're having a really good meet. I don't think we can beat Oklahoma State, and we'll fight Texas. I think for second on the women's side, if we have a really good meet. Now Texas could could uh, maybe beat Oklahoma State, but uh, there's a lot of distance running, and Oklahoma State's loaded there, and Texas doesn't have that. Yeah. So uh, that's my that's my uh, prediction, and then I think it'll be Oklahoma State, Texas, and us on the men, but. Our men just got to finish out what we've what we've qualified in, and uh, we're in good shape if we just compete good today. Well, then on the distance, back to the distance. Didn't you say that, that BYU is good at distance? So wouldn't that help water down Oklahoma State's dominance in the distance? It would have, but it's for some reason. I don't know if it's their first year in the league, but they didn't really enter it that way. I don't know if they're protecting those kids for the nationals thinking they couldn't win the Big 12, so we're just not going to run events. But they didn't enter a lot of their best kids in those events, so Oklahoma State's still dominating them. Oh, kind wow. of tricky what you got to do, Coach, to figure out how to protect. You know, there really is a lot goes into coaching a track and field team. Well, I mean, you know, we're praying we get out of today healthy. I mean, uh, my sprinters are the highest, you know, risk of getting injured of anybody. Mm -hmm. And so that's – 
that's the gamble you take. But I just feel like the the Big Twelve Championship. It's your university. It's uh, you, bet. you know, as our legendary Larry Hayes said, is their Kitley. And when I won my first one in two thousand five, said enjoy Kitley. They're hard to get. Well, he's right. Uh, yeah. But the I just think what I love about the the champion the the conference is I got twenty six guys doing it, and it's your whole team almost trying to help you win. Whereas the national meet, don't take don't think I don't want to win those, but you you know it's just the quality that get to go. So it's not your whole team that really gets to go to the national meet. It's just uh, the the cream and these fourth and fifths with these kids on the team that work hard. It just makes me proud and. You know, we're here to win championships in this conference and national. So, well, that's what it's all about. And it may be the fourth and fifths, fifths that uh, wind up determining who wins the boy. You, yes, the Big you get, Twelve. You get, you get ten fourth places. And that's forty points. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, it's huge. How many? So you, how many points? If we got six of the eight lanes, if yes. we all, if we finish one through six, how many points is that? Well, ten, eight, six, five, four, three, uh, whatever that is. <laughs> but Houston's got a really good runner. There's some good people, but I don't think we'll do that. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna do well. We're gonna do real well there. Coach, you're doing a fantastic job. And thirty six points. This uh, this this facility that we have now, and uh, it's just you know, people just still ranting and raving about how they love to come run there. They do, and uh, you know this place was was very full last night nothing makes me more proud too that this facility is phenomenal uh, i think it's the best facility in the world to run the indoor and i think the venue is fun for fans and i hope we have a lot come out today because it's, they're going to see some fabulous times some big 12 records and hopefully another championship for the red raiders coach didn't you say that iowa state is no longer wanting to host the indoor that is correct. They they have a, a flat 300 meter, which I don't like because we have to run the nationals on a bank track. I wish they would just make the rules totally for bank track. But they do allow people. They've grandfathered those people that have uh, a, a 300 meter flat, but they don't want to put up the money to uh, fix their facility up and that type thing. And so they've just decided we're not ever hosting again. So all right, of all these new teams coming in to the Big 12. You know the four that just did, and the four, and the four that are coming. Who might be interested in hosting the Big Twelve? None of them have an indoor facility that's capable of of, of having a championship. Just so, a good answer. Yeah, that's a really yes. good answer. Yeah, we're hoping to keep this thing here. We definitely have it next year, and they're debating about you know the year after. K State built a new track, but they don't have uh, stands and and facilities to host. And they're, you know, whether they figure that out to where they could possibly bid, we're probably two or three years away from that. So I think the next two or three years we'll be here. How many how many points did we score last year and win in the Big 12 championship? 176. And that won't happen wow. ever again because I'm hoping for 130 to 140 today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have, we have four more teams biting into everybody. Yeah. And then we That's have right. two more next year. Uh, we'll have you know sixteen teams here next year. Oh my just, goodness! There's only eight places, and you got sixteen teams. You know it's a it's a yeah. it's a tough uh, deal. All right, of the ones coming in, the the newbies and the ones that are coming next year, who's the most competitive that could give you a run for your money? Well, I don't know that any of them are big team people, but they're really good individuals. Arizona State's got sprinters and mile relay and 
quarter milers, and then you know Arizona will have throwers, and 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 a few other things, and then uh, Colorado have distance, so they will help us bust up Oklahoma State a little there bit. There you go. And then Utah women are only they're they're unreal good distance. So there's another distance school. So uh, this kind of is what it is. Okay. All right. Good. Coach, we're proud of you. All right. You, tell tell the people coming out there. What is it like? Ten bucks to get in, and what time can they get in? Yeah, I mean, I think they can get in any time that they show up. We've got people here presently to take your tickets and and get you in the meet. But we start with one o'clock with the field events and uh, two o'clock with the running, and we'll be done by five five thirty. And when he says that, he means it because they they stick to that schedule unbelievably well. I'm assuming you can buy tickets out there. You don't have to do it online, do you? For no, us older you folks, you can just come right to the ticket window, and they'll they'll get you a ticket and get you in. I love that concept. You Look know, the ticket window and get a ticket and go hand it to somebody. I love it. That's right. Did Stan Scott always help you out there, Coach? Always. What a, Isn't he, wasn't he a I wonderful mean, guy? And we lost him this yeah. past. You know, not we too. we wouldn't have anything officiating wise if it wasn't for Stan Scott, and I mean that. Uh, I just love him and uh, what he done for our program and, and for officiating in this area. We have the best official track officials, and he probably every one of them were certified by him because he's something? just a master, a master at anything in the track and field yes, world. And a great guy. I mean, just human, the greatest. Great human being, isn't he? Oh, he man. really was. Miss him. Yep. Hey, Coach, we know you got more important things to do than this, and we appreciate your time this morning, and uh, we'll be out there to root you on here in just a little while. I appreciate it. Let's, let's, let's get us a trophy. Let's Go Red it. Raiders. All right, Coach. Thank you, guys. Thank Wes you. Kentley, everybody, head coach, 20-something years. Yeah, let's say 22. Yeah, I think that's right. It's, it's close. Be awfully close. And Fantastic. That's what, that's what we shoot for here is to be awfully close. National championship coach here at Texas. Oh, he, he brought up he brought up uh, Larry Hayes, Sugar Bush. He brought up no, Larry. You have never said Larry Hayes' name without calling him Sugar I know. Bush. That's, that's my goal the rest of my life. Is to say it every time. Sugar Bush, Larry Hayes. I talked to Larry yesterday, mm-hmm. and it, it, during our conversation, I, 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 I I'm sorry. This I learned something uh, that I did not know. That Chris Beard was Shannon Hayes, who is Larry Hayes, Sugar Bush's son. Uh, Chris Beard was his assistant at Abilene Christian, I oh, think. Yeah, I didn't know that All either. All right, it gets better. It gets better. The current Texas Tech baseball coach was Shannon Hayes, Sugar Bush's son, assistant at Howard Junior College. So anyway, Larry Larry really likes Coach Gillespie. He likes Coach Gillespie. No, no, he really likes Coach. He does. So anyway, <laughs> Coach Coach who? I got lost on the story. I'm sorry. Well, it's easy. It's easy to happen. <laughs> but anyway, Shannon, do you know where? Did you mention Coach Gillespie before? No, I did not. Okay, so he likes Coach. I just, I just threw him in there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Shannon's now at Grand Canyon as the softball coach. Yes. Yeah. He's a good coach. A good coach and a good guy. He was at Texas right, Tech. Anyway, I Sugarbush has teams doing. He yeah. goes, well, we're eight and uh, – he goes, no. Nah. Hey, talks to, they're on the bus driving to Durango mm-hmm. when I talk to him. He goes, hey, what's our record? 
<laughs> and they're 12 and 1. 12 and 1. And unless they won yesterday, then they're 13 and 1. But he was uh, uh, having another great year up there in Colorado. But when he brought up Larry Hayes' name, it reminded me I talked to Larry just yesterday. So, Well, that's good. Yeah. That is good. All right, Texas Tech track today, tra- indoor championship out at uh, the special Sports Performance Center. I don't Center. think it has a name. Sports Performance Center. Well I, know, well, I mean, it's got that kind of name. Do you think somebody would throw a few mil out there and yeah. have it be the name it know, after Bob and Betty they could name Sports it after Performance Corky. Center? Yeah, the Bob and Betty show. Yeah. So some of you folks with lots of money, step up. So anyway, that's going on today. The Lady Raiders are home today at two at, uh, two at uh, the United Supermarkets Arena. A lot going on today. And, and Tech men play at three out at UCF. But you know, I, we we weren't here. And baseballs at two. And baseballs at two against yeah. Texas Southern. We nipped them yesterday, and hopefully have another win today. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, so at Plains Capital, there's locations all over Lubbock, and I know a lot of people don't go into bank anymore. You do it all on your phone, your computer, and that's fine. Plains can do that. I mean, they've got the mobile apps and yep. everything you're looking for, but it's nice to have a place to go in and ask questions. And, you know, anyway, they can do that. It's just they take care of Lubbock Tech and the area, do a great job. And we appreciate it. Cardinal Sports Center, everything sports, everything Texas Tech. And uh, they got the sideline group now that's a part of them with all this tech apparel. Really cool. That's apparently real popular, too. Yeah, big deal. That's a good coup for Cardinals to get them. It is a big deal. Brad White's doing a great job out on the south uh, slide, just outside the loop. And uh, you know where they are. You'll love the store from sports to fashion. It has it all. Plus, it's got the coffee shop in there. Used to be called yeah. Rejuvenate, but now it's Cardinals Coffee Shop. Coffee Shop. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. That's pretty good. All close. right. We got uh, Dr. Mike Gustafson. We do. Following up Wes Kitley. And uh, Gus, uh, you probably had played in a few games similar to, to yesterday, but were you, were you doing the radio with Jamie? No, I was TV with John yesterday. John oh, Harris my God. Were y'all, were y'all yeah. – ah, What did y'all talk about? I'd be looking at my watch going, can't we just go on yeah. home? You know what we got? What, what I had was 14 different text messages going, is there a run rule? And and I and I didn't know. <laughs> but you got three, week, three games this weekend, no midweek this week, and three games next weekend, yeah, and then a midweek. You need to throw some that, pitching. Yes, that's exactly it. It's almost like those inner squads where you go out there and go, hey, y'all keep hitting. Just let me get a new pitcher out there, and we'll just keep going. You're like, Tim might have been willing to do that, you know, and he put in all the <laughs> – We don't have to bat. Y'all, y'all can have more outs. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, hey, let me just get hey, my guy warm, and we'll And you can't tell like a kid to go up there and make an out. You can't say, no, hey, go up there. And you might try and stretch some of those singles into doubles maybe. Yeah, he said, yeah, that's true. Just run into an out. He subbed everything he could sub every guy was out there and so and you know but it, I, I just knew that we hey there probably wasn't any run rule probably won't be one tomorrow might, or today and might not be one tomorrow and and this texas southern team like their skipper chewed on them pretty good after the game when i walked out he was still down there chewing on them so they're not just up here laying down getting the crap beat out of them well, i mean 
Well, they're not laying down getting the crap beat out of them, but they are getting the crap beat out of them. <laughs> no, I know, hey, but I'm just telling you, they did, they're not up here surrendering. And you may know this, you may not. You you know lots of stuff. <laughs> what do we pay them to come in here and take this whooping? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Okay. I've always heard we pay decent guarantees, I, but I don't know what that number is these days. I really don't. Okay. Um, yeah, they and they go to Texas Southern place three at Kansas and Lawrence next week, and I know they've got a midweek with uh, A and M later. I think Houston. So I mean, they're yeah. you know they're not. It's not like well, that. Maybe maybe how they're paying for their program. Well, there's no doubt about that, and and I you know I I I salute them. They uh, they played in a cool HBCU kind of a deal like we did in minute and in, in arlington they played in minute may last weekend and took two or three um and lost a reasonably compatible ga- uh, competitive game the other day against am corpus so i didn't think the 32 to 5 was foreseeable but well, you know, we didn't have the wind blowing out the, yeah the, i mean if the wind was howling out the left and it's supposed to do that a little bit today and a lot tomorrow i would say that's where your 32 might, runs might come from but i was told that when Tech scored 32 and 90, 31 in 1997, the College of the Southwest, that they lost to them the next day. Now, I haven't looked that up, but <laughs> anything can happen, I so guess. So you think right? they're setting us up. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. When we scored six in the first, I told John, I said, well, one thing about it, when you play behind this big this early on Friday, it does affect who you pitch, and they left the kid out there. You know they put a, they put the bottom of their group out there, and so if they do have better pitching, it's going to be. And I know why we're not playing the run rule, but but if you get in this situation yeah. now, Texas Southern's not going to be loaded with pitching anyway. No, but you're not going to see anybody that there's right. any chance has any way is going to be competitive because the game's over. Did the pitcher right? Did the pitcher like wave at the coach? Coach, can you come out here? <laughs> come need to talk to you. I, th- I think I start <laughs> holding my elbow. Get a little tender yeah. here, coach. Coach, come here. My, ne- my neck's getting sore. <laughs> Those poor guys, you know. Yeah, it was it was tough to see. And their very first sub was a kid huh. that topped out. And then I mean this, <laughs> and I appreciate a kid that got out there and got after it because he wasn't scared. But he he uh, his first inning in two thirds, he topped out at eighty three, and it was soft, soft, oh. soft. And we didn't score. Like he got him out of the first, and the only zero of the night of the afternoon was in the second. And I and I I told him back. You just talk about Coach Hayes, Sugar Bush. I never called him that, but uh, <laughs> Coach Hayes, me. But he, I, I told John on the show. I said, you know, Coach Hayes used to joke and say I wanted a pitcher that either threw over ninety or under eighty. That was going to be was, my next deal. You're better off throwing seventy eight <laughs> yeah. than you are eighty eight. Yeah, That's absolutely. It. And maybe sixty eight's better than seventy eight. And he yes, and he got out. He got out for an inning and two third, and the second time through was when we put up another six and then another four on him. And the, so the kid, you look at the deal, he went three and a third and gave up ten runs. But his first inning and a third was was not bad. <laughs> and word traveled fast though. <laughs> oh shoot! So who's the only who they bless y'all's today. heart for sitting up there trying to make yeah. conversation through that. Yeah, and it was a yeah. You asked about the length of game. It was three hours and thirty minutes, and it was yeah, it was rough. The biggest challenge was trying to get through the scorecard because he subbed above both sides to sub like crazy and all that mess. And then right there at the end, it was tracking the run record. Well, like you get to twenty eight or twenty nine, like well the record's thirty one. Then you kind of get back to rooting for somebody to get a hit. 
<laughs> What's the all-time college record? You probably know. No, that. I think it's I think it's a fifty. Yeah. See, there, I, told I bet, you it, I bet it is. Yeah, yeah, it was Nebraska. It was actually Nebraska in the early days of the Big Twelve. I think beating like Chicago State or Illinois, Chicago, or they something. scored fifty something runs. Yeah, it was fifty, I believe. Yeah, we scored at Monterey. We scored twenty two runs without an out against Hereford. <laughs> we 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 beat South Coast yeah. one time twenty nine to nothing. We uh, play, and that we played them a doubleheader, and oof. neither game was. I think both games were three innings. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah, said that, that no moss. Back when those, the next game. Yeah. That's back when those run rules would you, – you, and if you're yeah. playing them in Lubbock, you only bat like four – you know, like you wouldn't even bat the bottom of the fifth. That's what we did when we beat Tascosa 29 to nothing. We only had four at bats. <laughs> and that was – you know, and then, and, then the, and then the perilous part about that is when you play them later that year, Coach Magel standing over there glaring at you when you just win nine to two. You know, like <laughs> you guys – you know, you know how that goes, Coach Ash. <laughs> Well, what I remember about Coach May when he get frustrated with you, maybe you're supposed to get a bunt down and you didn't. Or supposed to, anyway, you'd look down there and he'd have his back to you. Oh yeah. You'd say, I always said, if you could look down there and you see the little number two o, you're in better shape than if you look down there and see the big number two o, you with his back to you. So it's it, it's funny you say that. I uh, and you're exactly right. And we all know those gestures and the hands up. And he'd turn around and get on the knee and pick grass and do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was I was when I got a bunch of tapes converted a few years ago and and uh, found a deal. And it was us playing a. It was a good by district game against Midland Lee. You know, down at the Pro Park, the one you played in, and uh, and. Uh, and it, it was like a seven to four game, so it was a decent baseball game. But we had there was two times in there where one of our guys chased a fifty eight foot curveball, and another one swung at a pitch up at his head, and and the camera got to Coach Magel flailing around and turning his back and crawling around on the ground and doing all that. And so I, if I find those things, I'll send them to you because <laughs> even, even though it happened ten years after your time, it was probably the same same yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> you did right. say a fifty eight foot curveball. Yeah, it that, was. You that's a tough curve. Yeah, Fifty eight yeah. feet. You might accidentally hit that one on the hop. <laughs> yeah, it was about it was about that too. It was about a it was about that. It was kind of an ugly check swing and coach threw up his hands and bounced you know, it bounced out in front of the plate about two feet. Kind of a well like a cricket. Don't they call that a googly in cricket where yeah. you bounce it in there? Yeah, it was about yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Can you hit that one, Gus? You can hit it. I've, no, I used, I tried to take him when I could. No, I mean, but if you <laughs> swung, he yeah. mean you literally. He meant, <laughs> yeah, he meant by the rules. You wouldn't you? have swung at it, but yeah, you can, you can go ahead it. and tee off on yeah. it. Yeah, you can. I, I, the coach asked, "Did you ever do that? Did you ever whack one that bounced?" I no, never did. But no, no. I just chased him in the dirt, ran to first, hoping that it bounced past the catcher. I about that curveball bouncing and swinging. I was playing with a guy, and he signed right out of high school, and he was raw as he could be. And uh, we're playing in Walla Walla, Washington. I remember it like it's yesterday. Kurt Reed's left-handed, and they throw him a curveball, and he swings at it, and he swung around, and the ball hit him in the butt. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and we literally we talked and said, "Okay, guys." We're going to draw straws. Loser has to go tell Kurt, give the money back and go to college. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But we didn't, and he wound up making it to AAA. Well, well all right. Yeah, yeah but his okay. curveball hit him in the butt. Strike That's for tough. a strike. 
<laughs> and he's good. swinging away, swinging away. Yeah. Well, sometimes you make your mind up you're going to swing. You yeah. say, I'm swinging at this next pitch. I don't care where it is. Yeah, that so. probably gives you a good idea that the guy's not seeing any spin at all either if he's yeah. just, just wailing like that. Well, you've seen more baseball, tech baseball, than anybody or as much as anybody yeah, this yeah. year. Me and uh, Jamie, yep. Uh, Kirby asked me yesterday, what do you think so far? And I said, well, I think pretty good. I think we bit off a good schedule to start off with. And yep. uh, I think we're uh, look, looking pretty darn good. What do, what do you I, think? Yep, I agree. I think, uh, and you're exactly right, all of that stuff down there was challenging, maybe other than the UT Arlington game. We got out on those guys and ran away with it. But, you know, what's, what's happened I mean, the guys that got off to slow starts down there in, in Arlington were Cash, Harrelson, and Tracer. And uh, Harrelson got it going right there at the end, but he also represents some stuff defensively that not, not we don't have a lot of by out of anybody else. And Cash, you know, <laughs> Cash, nine strikeouts, uh, you know, dumped a – kind of didn't make a play he could have against Tennessee, but – the you know gave Oregon State their their first run the other day and so you could see like uh, this isn't you know he he's sloppy and he's about to get that kind of that lineup card reminder mm-hmm. and sure enough and stripling the stripling kid that got five hits yesterday everybody knew he could hit and uh, he got a pinch hit late deal against UTA and got the start against Oregon State at DH and went two for four with a with a walk like and that you know that was good competition it's like hey stripling's gonna be in there for somebody and sure enough it was cash yesterday and in fact i got a text from gashin david gashin who we had texted during your show a couple weeks ago and he he had uh he had uh texted me and said what's wrong with the cash i said well he didn't play very good in arlington and the guy that, and then the you know the guy that subbed in for him goes five hits and seven rbis and stripling can really hit and so I think you know I don't I don't know where Bell Stripling can play, but those guys you know he's probably not coming out for a while. That, that dude can hit, man. And where's he from? Georgia. He oh. and he and Mac Hewer. Um, and that's the thing about these games right here too. You're kind of getting to see some of the newer newer arms, you know. And and uh, you know Jack Washburn will pitch tomorrow, and and. Uh, that was good. He threw four good clean innings against Oregon and didn't get the first three hitters in the fifth and they end up scoring. So his line didn't look good. He, you know, he, he was a guy that missed all last year and we need him to be good. And, uh, um, so there, you know, the, the intrigue there, obviously you want to see us go out and play well and win, but there's some, there's some guys that are throwing here over the next two weeks that, you know, you, you got to be ready for the Longhorns. I mean, and that's the amazing thing. And I'm like you, Coach Ash. It's unfortunate that we open with those guys that that dang early. But uh, here, and that's the first weekend of spring break, by the way, uh, the, the, the one thing I'll say that's cool about that weekend, like two weeks from today, um, they, we got Texas here playing baseball that afternoon and then Texas plays their home finale in basketball against Baylor so you can double header that day that ought to be that ought to be pretty good uh, sports day on campus uh, yeah but it is on the front end of spring break and it's just right right here man and so uh you know I, I if I was putting that schedule together I would try to maybe send the northern team south at least for that first week just to avoid oh the know, first two somebody, weeks Ooh, man somebody's gonna get to play a game at cincinnati on march 10th or whatever but oh well, well or go up there and not go. play 
Ooh, that's true. That's very true. So, um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't envy that part. But I, yeah, I wish something like this wasn't, wasn't this this early. And we we played. Of course, this is a thirty game schedule this year, and not twenty four. So it's ten weekends instead of eight. Back to the way it was in the in the old days. You know, yeah. back when Taylor was playing, and uh, you know when Nebraska and A&M are in the league. And so it's we'll play straight through. And then our actual Big Twelve open week is the very 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 last week. And that's when we go out to Tempe and play Arizona State and UNLV in a three-game deal and then go to the Big 12 tournament. So it's – yeah, it's yeah. it's here in two weeks. So our, you, you can imagine Coach Hayes and Coach Gardner and them are fretting over getting everybody on the mound trying to get ready yeah. for that deal. Yeah, they best get some get some innings in. Uh, before yeah. we wander off of our buddies down at, down at uh, Austin, yeah. are they uh, really good, pretty good, mediocre – you used to just oh. assume they were really good, and you don't have you yeah. don't have you can't make that assumption anymore. Yeah, they they replaced some guys. Uh, you know, they I watched a little bit of their game after I got home last night. They beat Cal Poly, um, which you would have you used to know him as Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Well, uh, back in the day, that's where Audrey Smith played. Yeah, and um, Stacy Pete uh, Stacy Petrie yep. coach coach there, but he's fixing to move onward and upward to TCU. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right, we got one well, minute left. Yeah, Is UT any good or not? Yeah, they're pretty good. They're, I think they're number 16 and we're number 19, so I would expect everything you'd want that to be. They made a shortstop make a great play last night in them deal, and they had good speed and all the stuff, but they only won two to nothing, so maybe our 35 runs will beat their two. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Gus. Hey, we appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't want to bother you, but uh, no, you're sort of our guy when it comes to baseball. Well, if I can help, let me know and go 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 West Kitley. Go to the fighting West Kitleys today. I'm so fired up for that. You bet, you bet. Cha- championship, maybe that'd be good. Yes, sir. That'd right. be great, Gus. We appreciate it. See y'all. Call yep. a good one. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Your fans, they're in Midland, Odessa. That's where these companies are, and they got more companies than that. uh, If it has to do with oil and gas, they ought to be on your team because they can keep you up and running, make it work for you, and they're great to work with. J&W Services, Lenco Distributors in Midland, Texas, but they work the whole Permian Basin, eastern New Mexico. They'll help you. All right. Coach Kenny Perry is here. He is the associate head coach. And he's just about to tell us how good he was as a yeah. football player at the <laughs> University of where did you where were you before the University of Houston? Arlington Lamar. Played for legendary Eddie Peach. Okay. Um Yeah. Yeah, he was he was like I said I've i my my football career's been I mean great. Going what positions there. you play? You know, in high school I played running back and uh Houston was doing the run and shoot, so they actually recruited me to play slot receiver. And then I was there for basically uh, two weeks, and they had someone get hurt, and they said, "Can you play defense?" And I, you know, I was I said, "Yeah, I'll do anything." So my freshman year, they moved me to corner, um, played on special teams, and then my sophomore year started playing more than my junior and senior year. I got I started, you know, some good teams, and uh, you know, I was I couldn't play nowadays. These guys, these guys nowadays are too athletic. Back then, you know, everybody ran the ball some and. And plus I just you're so much hit. older. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I'm still athletic, though. That's, that's, yeah, I th- in my mind, I think I am. 
So, uh, yeah, no, we got to do that. Yeah, That's you have to. You, you have to trick you yourself. Are. Yeah, t- trust me. Back then, being I was only I was five eight, one hundred and sixty five pounds back then. So. Yeah, I took well, my. You know, lumps. Kirby was a linebacker. At about yeah, that size. but I was way more athletic than Kirby. I could well, I run. Kirby, so. Kirby was he. He played. He just basically filled the a gap. I had to. <laughs> I had to cover guys. He had one job. No, Bob yes. told me he. He said Kirby. Kirby Hoka was one of the best players he coached. Said he was smart and he was tough. So. Yeah, and I can. I can be tough to, yeah. He wasn't big to play linebacker at that yep. size. Got a texture says, "Can you ask Coach Perry why Austin McNamara did not get invited to the combine?" Do they have? Do they not have punters and kickers? Well, they they actually this year they have a new part of the combine. So they're at, the, the two. They usually what they do is they invite only four guys. They usually invite either two kickers, two punters, and a snapper. And so that's what they've always done. And then the kind of the waste of that was those guys were really just going to do interviews with teams. And so if you you know you're kind of familiar with the draft, there's not very many kickers and punters. They don't draft very many of those yeah. guys, which I still think he's got a chance. But what they have added this year is part of the combine the second day there those guys do punt and kick so they invite other guys to the combine it's nothing but a they're not having the bench you know so he may go to that he's no he's gotten by that he's going which is more important because you got you want to go and show what you're doing in front of team and then the fact he went to senior bowl is big because there's only two of those guys that go to that so he was picked to go he went and punted in the senior bowl well did they punt uh, yeah, not with not, it's kind of not very much. But At he, senior bowl, did they? I yeah, mean, did he they did, punt a time or two? Yeah, they they did. And the, the biggest thing is during practice, they set up practice where he's got to hit different balls, like backed up, a pressure ball, a pooch yeah. ball. So every day, di- okay. Direction. So the practices, is yeah, where the practices, really got seen. exactly the same thing. Which this part of the combine is going to be, it'll be set up where he's going to get to showcase against other guys what he can do. And like I said, I, there's no doubt Austin's going to – you know, it's it's like anything. You know, if a guy's got – there's going to be guys at the Combine that aren't good football players that have great numbers. And you're going to go, well, how'd that guy get drafted? Well, he's 6'2", 215 yeah. pounds, yeah. and ran mm-hmm. a four four. you know. Yeah. M- maybe he wasn't a great college player, but Austin's going to punt the NFL. All right, before we leave the kickers and all, <laughs> Texas Tech, y'all's philosophy is to go for it a lot on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Does it make it harder to re- recruit punters and kickers when you're not kicking a field goal on fourth and four? You're going for it on fourth and four. And, you know, you really don't want to go somewhere to be the extra point kicker. Yeah. You'd probably like to kick a few field goals and maybe punt a few times. If your well, title is punter, yeah. you'd probably like to punt a few times. Even still with all that, you know, like Austin last year, I think he broke the NCAA record for most consecutive 40-yard game punt average with 37. So – the fact that you know we're still we still do punt you know it's just we don't punt you know the best part is you don't want to really realistically you don't want to punt six yeah, or seven right. times a game because yeah. that obviously tells you your offense sucks um, so you know you really three to four times and then yeah we're going to go for it that's just our you know our nature just being aggressive but as far as kickers the same thing you know Trey Wolf Trey Wolf got basically picked up for one reason he hit some game winning kicks mm-hmm. that got us into overtime and then he won the game yeah. and that's you know that's the same thing that. You know, Gino, you know, after the way he started last year, everybody wanted to, you know, basically send him packing. But he finished the year great, and, you know, he won us a game, and he hit some big kicks. So, it's the it's the well, fact that when you get those opportunities. You got that kid struggling the first of the year. He hadn't kicked in two years. That's going to happen. And so, do you sit down with him? Oh, yeah. Are you like a psychologist I, there? I am, you I am the biggest uh, – I'm the biggest mind game, you know. <laughs> kickers are like golfers. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm totally about <laughs> yeah. mind games with these You're guys. Playing. Yeah, coach, you're messing with me. You're, I know yeah, you are. You know, you're not going. You're not going to teach this kid how to swing. He he's been kicking yeah. like that since junior yeah. high. 
you know, and he was a soccer player. Same with Austin. You know, you don't you don't change those guys' swing. You basically make it so hard on them mentally that when they get in those situations that, that they don't. That's really kicking. Kicking is more of a mental approach to the game. And like I said, it's not much different than golfer. You just kind of tweak what they're doing, and more more, more so, my job is to get them ready for in games Good. that they're not going to they're not going to you know hurt us. And for the most part, you know, since you know in my career, I, I, I haven't hurt guys. Your job, I'm trying to help is them, not to hurt us. Yeah, exactly. Because like <laughs> yeah. I said, well, there'll be enough people that will after the game will teach tell me what I did wrong. So, <laughs> um, but now that's really the key with kickers. You just got to make it hard on them, and then when they get in the game, it's easy for them. I told these high school. I do these high school luncheons and. And, some, and I, you know, I played with him a little bit, and I, I said, Coach, I was did the game the other night, and I, I figured out what the problem is. I think y'all are using your putter way too much. <laughs> they punted like nine times. I'm like, yeah. I've noticed you, if you punt that many times, you don't normally win. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to recruit punters nowadays because you know, back in the day, and even up until probably 10, 15 years ago. People still had a coach on the staff that taught kids how to punt. They knew how to punt yeah. traditionally. Yeah. Well, then it started getting where they started doing this rugby punt, which there's no coaching to it. You just roll out and you kick it, line drive. Well, the other thing that's done is this made it harder to evaluate return guys because yeah. those guys are playing the line drive kick or it bounces. It's easy to catch instead of a traditional ball going up high, spiraling, turning over, and you have to play it off the wind. Totally different deal. Yeah. So it's All a right. lot easier. I don't know if you've met Curtis Jordan. He's an old. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Guy. I go. I love him. Okay, uh, Curtis is a great guy. <laughs> and when Curtis was out there, we had trouble returning punts, and finally we got to the point where we didn't return punts. We just got out of the way, and for the last <laughs> part of the season, we just let it bounce, exactly bounce right. and roll. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a bad place that's to be. A, that, that's all of our game nowadays is based on hidden yardage, and when you do that and you let a ball bounce yeah. fifteen yards, that's a first down and five yards. You know, that's so big. that's the way we look at it, and we do that every week. We have a, a plan to win that we go in, and we have to win. You know, in this last year, you know, I think we won uh, of the all the games we played. We lost three games. Well, those three games we lost the hidden yardage. We end up losing the game. And so that's it, it's that big of a deal, you know, when you say, you know, a ball hits and bounces or yeah. you have a chance yeah. to, you know, Austin was the king of pinning guys. You know, most people do inside the 20. I do inside the 15 because I think it's harder, and that's really where you want to pin people. Yeah. He was pinning guys inside the 10. Yeah, he was. But he did it like 20-something times, which oh is – it, it's great. Well, yeah, because now it obviously makes it the longer field for your defense to have to – you know, they just have to defend, you know, a longer field. So, it's I've always a better deal. The, worst, the last thing I'd want to do on a college football team is return punts. We talked about Austin Zuzalik earlier, and he was yeah. a really good punt returner. I'm fair catching. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not gonna because everybody's got a running start at you. Now, I know kickoffs is the same, but they're starting way right. down there, it's and easier. you're getting the ball way yeah. before yeah. they're there. And uh, so anyway, you got to have a special animal to yeah. return punts. You know, obviously after our first year, I, I don't. I mean, you guys probably didn't know this, or you never heard me. You probably guys never even listened to me say it. But I, <laughs> I, uh, my going in last spring, we had to get better on punt returns. And we did. We were like, you know, like we were like number four or five in the country. Um, we never took any house, but we averaged. Our average was great. So that's just – it's a part of the deal of the game that you got to be – you know, we were great on kickoff returns. We were great on punt returns. Um, so that's – you know, I think that's a huge part of – you know, that's part of my job is when games get in a lull that that happens. At hidden be, yardage. See, no, it's a it's, big deal. It's a huge deal, but yeah. coach, people don't talk. No. It, it really – that's something that – you I said it. You, analytics. Yeah, when you let a ball bounce 15 yards, like I said, I look at it as first down. 
And so, and it could be more. So, like, when you kick the ball into the end zone and you think that you should have them, they get it on the 25-yard line instead of the 10. I mean, yeah. same thing, big deal. So, yeah, we play that. We, we, uh, we've, been, we've been really fortunate because, uh, you know, of having Austin – you know, that's he's been a weapon, and you know, you can yeah. pin people and you can change the field. It's the same thing with a kickoff guy. You know, you got, you know, that's Reese Burkhart last year was he was like 60, he was one of the tops of kicking the ball in the end zone. You know, less returns, people want to return it. Like for us, it's just the opposite. They, they miss hit a ball. We expect to get it out past the 25. That's what our goal is. All right. Special teams guys, let's just say punters, place kickers. Deep snappers. How many of these guys are on scholarship? How many do you recruit well, you, you in? you try to get – Or do they walk on and then you give them a scholarship if they A little bit of out? both. I mean, like, you know, we end up signing the top deep snapper in the country this year, Ryan uh, Vagana. We have a great one. Um, you know, Jackson Knotts, he's been here for – this is going on his fourth year, and he's been the guy. But, um, you know, we had the ability to sign one this past year, so we got the number one deep snapper. Um, we signed, you know – uh, Jack is great, the kid, our, our, our punter that we got. So he's on scholarship, and then Gino. So you'll have we'll have three, usually three, and then you'll bring in another couple of uh, walk-ons that you really want to bring in to replace those guys when they're done. But they have to be in, you know, this. They, you want to put pressure on them, be here and kick in practice, and hopefully get some game time kicks as well. So, all right, yeah. as a deep snapper, is it always the same guy that snaps on extra points and field goals, or yeah. is it usually? Or no. is he, you try I thought that deep guy. snapper may have such a, a hard fastball that. Well, you when you're you when you're recruiting, when you're recruiting a guy, you want a guy that can do punts better than field goals because yeah. field goals are easy. I mean, I can take we can teach a kid how to do that. Tell but, you what's easier now is you can't. We used to call it DCs. You can't run over the snapper no, you now, have can to, you? you? can't line up on Big him. difference snapping nowadays totally. than it was. That's why you can use it like – you know, Jackson's not big. That's why you can use a smaller guy, but he yeah. can run. And so that helps. But, um, you know, Ryan's going to be good too because he played at Modern Day, which they're one of the number one programs here, and he was a starting safety. So it's going to be good for him in coverage. All right, yeah, Modern get, Day. Is that Dunk Center? Is that DC. Cincinnati, yeah. Atlanta? Where's Modern uh, Day? California. California. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're always good. I think they usually finish. Yeah, in the probably top the number five. one high school team yeah. in the nation they're over good. the last fifty years. Yeah, they recruit the whole the whole country, the whole state of California. That's why I always tell Derrida, all of our California guys, you know, they always talk about that that school division, the, the private school, and it is really good. It's one of the best private school divisions in the country. But you know, the rest of California, they, they don't have to play. Those guys can recruit, and there's like about seven or eight of those schools. They're really good. You, let me ask you something, Coach Perry. We're talking about centers and deep snapping and. <laughs> You know, I'm watching the Kansas City Chiefs play. They can't; their center can't get the ball to Patrick. What is what is his problem? Well, part of that has to do with sometimes when you're playing guys over the top of you. If they, yeah, if you can't you can't DC them. Yeah, there's like that. That's kind of a different level when you're playing a 310 pound guy that can run a four seven. You know, it's it's just different because those guys those guys in snap. You know, like a special teams guy, like you said, he knows he's not going to get hit. It's comfortable. He's going to snap it and he's going to get the release. Yeah. Those guys, this the split second they snap it, they're getting a hand upside their head and yeah. whatever, they're getting pushed back. So yeah, I mean you have that all you know you have that all time in the game. We would get him back. Just plays. Yeah, he, like, didn't even, he, just he just catches plays. it with one hand and <laughs> throws it. Let goes left and throws it back across his body. Makes a play. How about when? How about the new field? I, you know, I've heard oh, so many things lately about it. You know, I, I'll be honest. I'm one of those guys that when I uh, I put so much into my career with coaches and kids that you know when I leave football, 
I don't like messing with football. I just I can't mentally. I'm just not, I'm not wired like that because I, I put a lot into it. But uh, you know, the other day when we went to the stadium, Joey said, "Hey, come, let's go look at the the, the building." So we got over there, and I, I'm be honest with you, I, it takes much to kind of get me shocked. Like I was shocked with what that thing looks like. I mean, they man. they are. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, our fans and our the kids we're recruiting. My gosh, it's going to help us. Um, it's just unbelievable what the 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 thought. The process was the where they how they did everything the architecture, what it's going to look like, and you know for our fan base just yeah. to come and go. You know what, this is one of the top, if not the top facility in the country, um, and we know you know that's like I said that's one of the great things about this place. I think you know, and, and I, you guys probably know this more than me, but you know, Tex, it's it's at that thought process right now. You know what, we're not we're not playing second field to anybody. And we're not coaching like that. We're going after we it. We're going after the best players in the country, and coaches going after the best coaches. And uh, we've got that now because because of our fan base and our alumni and our donors. I think they were just like, hey, you know, this is this Texas Tech. This is what we want to be. When we drew that thing up, it was back before NIL, and that was the thing: is to have the better facilities and all for kids to come into and see and come to. Now I think NIL money has trumped the facilities and all. Are we – or do you know enough about the NIL that See, we have? Are we competitive on a national Oh, we're definitely – no, there's level? no – no, we are competitive on a national level. But I, I still say this, and I'm going to use a team down south in College Station specifically. You know, I think yeah. they tried throwing a bunch of money out and they lost mostly all that team. It, it still goes back into you have to have a culture. You have to build – and that's where Joey McGuire is different than a lot of yeah. these guys. I agree with He's you, He's building a culture. So, when you – you know, we still took more high school kids in. We, we signed 21 high school kids. And if you guys think about it, the way I look at it, those kids in high school are going through offseason. Well, what's high school offseason about? Culture. So, the more high school kids you can get and what our NIL collective is doing, you know, they're basically – they're making it for all of our kids to be successful. So, you don't have, you know, these new kids coming in making so much more money than everybody else. Well, that's going to create locker room issues. Mm-hmm. And I know that – you know, our coach, I know Joey, that's the last thing he wants is he doesn't – he wants to build culture. He wants these kids to come here because they mm-hmm. want to come to Texas Tech and Lubbock, Texas, and they want to play for our fans. He don't want them to come here because we're giving them forty, yeah. fifty thousand dollars 50000 That don't, well, don't care that about doesn't matter. Because once that kid's not yeah. playing, guess what's happening? He's pissed off. He's leaving in the year, and so then you're sitting with nothing. And trash talking us. Exactly. So you want to build it. It's all about culture, and I, I still think the one thing that we have over everybody else in Texas is we have great high school coaches that teach kids how to be, you know, football mm-hmm. players and good students and good citizens in off season. That's where it happens. Yeah. And we get to get those guys, and then we're an extension of that program. Yeah. I thought I saw I thought I saw Matt Dowdy walking out there. Oh, he well, did show up. Oh, if Dowdy's yeah, here, he, he usually him. gets up at ten o'clock every day and oh, goes home at three. So this he, this is about right for him. He's got he works from ten to three. Ten to three. Yeah, he usually goes and <laughs> plays golf or works out, and then shows up at the yeah. office after going to Starbucks. And he'll take lunch at twelve. <laughs> I bet and, he's got a Starbucks with him. Yeah, and then he'll then he'll come over to the office, act like he's been there working. <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.